0: I'll read this week's reading, which is called The Divine Ascension. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. In the Gospel of St. John, chapter 14, we read, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. What is this I, when spoken by a master who has conquered every vestige of ego consciousness? Therein lies the mystery of true spiritual teachings. That I, that is no I, does it even exist? In what way is it different from the consciousness that animates other human beings? Jesus was not saying, look at me, don't look at other masters. He was saying rather, look at the divine self that is the essence of who you are, your very self. You are that I. No man cometh unto the divine consciousness except by first recognizing his own intrinsic divinity hidden behind his delusive ego the Bhagavad Gita in the fourth chapter states O son of Partha, Arjuna in whatever way people work except me in that same way do I appear to them for all men in some ways pursue the path to me meditate on the divine incarnations their lives and the consciousness animating from them Will be your stairway to the infinite. Thus, through the Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Aum.
1: Start with first of all, did we say Merry Christmas? <laughs> if we didn't, Merry Christmas to you all. And we're so fortunate to have spiritual community to live in. And uh, if we're very fortunate, the power won't go out during the service. We'll so, see. So our reading from Whispers is Universal Prayer in the Cosmic Temple. With a myriad of living thoughts of devotion, I have built for thee a temple of awakened silence. I have brought the multicolored lamps of wisdom from all valid faiths. They shine with the luster of thy one truth. The commingled essence of human craving for thy love soars up in spirals, From the incense bowl of our hearts. Thy sacred presence shines on altars everywhere. All prayers of all temples, tabernacles, churches, mosques, and viharas are chanting to thee in the universal language of deep love. The orchestra of our combined feelings. Plays in harmony with the chorus of all soul songs, with the cry of all tears, with the bursting shout of all joys, and with the united anthem of all prayers. In the wallless cosmic temple of the soul, we worship thee, our one Father. Be pleased to reveal thyself to us always. Amen. Um Amen. And we're so fortunate, more fortunate than any other gift in life, to have the teachings of our Guru, who really has given us the path to find liberation in God. The beautiful passage from the Bible that we started out the reading with I am the way and the truth and the life. So often those words have been quoted, so often misunderstood, so often used as kind of a bulwark or something to bludgeon other people who didn't believe the same way they did. But that's not at all what they mean. We can only understand them, as Swamiji says in this reading, if we understand who is this I, I am the way. It is not Jesus the man. It is a universal aspect of consciousness that permeates us. It's who we really are. I had a meditation recently where I was trying so hard to feel God's presence and this word came into my mind so strongly, accept. Accept that I already am there. It's you who are pushing me away. It's not that I am not there. You just have to accept that reality. And so when we understand the I as our own self, not as something outside of ourself, not as some religious belief that separates us and makes us better than other people, but it's the I, just as it is said in that beautiful Whispers from Eternity, all human hearts are craving that love. All, the tears of all souls ultimately come to that same moment where we say nothing in this world. I, how does the beautiful song go? I, we seek to build gardens in desert sands, but these desert sands will never bear fruit. The desert sands of this world, it's only the inner garden, of beauty, that brings us the joy we're looking for. And so when we look at these three simple words, I am the way, the truth, and the life, it's a very profound statement, these three words. What does it mean, I am the way? Well, Swami says in this passage, that we should meditate on these, the lives of great incarnations, and if we meditate on the life, because when Christ says, "I am the way," he means follow my example. In part, he also means do give practice the teachings that I give you, the path of inner communion, of seeking God's presence in the silence of your own soul of loving others as God loves them, to have an inward life and then express that life outward to all. But when we look at the life of Christ, it's such a beautiful life. One could think about it over and over again, each little episode, and draw inspiration and meaning. But just as Tim told the beautiful story of the birth of Christ in humility, in poverty, in simplicity, in great vulnerability. We have to be that way. We have to say, I have no strength, but that comes from you. There, I have no protection. I have nothing. I am nothing, but still I am everything. I am magnificent in God's love, in His presence, And the kings, the wise men, come and recognize that. Just as the gurus look at each one of us and say, Master said, if you only knew how beautiful you all were, I see you all as beings of light. So in that abject humility and simplicity, to also accept our own divinity, that's what the Christ child represents. And then the life of Christ, his mission. Some years ago, Jotish and I had the great blessing, along with some other people who are present in this room, of going on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land and walking in the footsteps of Christ. And I remember some scenes so vividly. They are imbue, impressed in my consciousness that I see them when I close my eyes it, all the time. And... One was at Capernaum on the Sea of Galilee, where Christ drew his disciples to him. Swami wrote that beautiful song, Lift Your Hearts Unto the Lord. And he said and it was part of the oratorio, and he wrote the oratorio traveling to all the different places of Christ's life, and he felt the vibration there, and it created the song and the words and the music. And when we stood there on Capernaum, it's just kind of an archaeological ruin really at this point, But beautiful still, on the beautiful Sea of Galilee. And you could feel that joy, you could feel that enthusiasm that these great souls who were the disciples received from their master. And they knew that it was filled with truth, and joy and love and they wanted to share it with the world and we need to follow that way too feel the power of these teachings and then don't just say, oh well, you know, I'm just a guy you know, I'm just one of those guys, you know no, none of us are just one of those guys we are disciples of Christ just as much as they were and we need to share that with joy and power and and love and then from Capernaum, we walked up this little trail, and maybe it was the same trail that Christ walked on. I don't know. I'd like to think so. And that trail took us up to the mount, a little mountain overlooking the Sea of Galilee. And that's where Christ delivered the Sermon on the Mount. And it's, now it's a beautiful garden. So often in the history of Christianity where there was a significant moment, they build a big church, and you go in, and it's stone, and it's ornate, and it's totally devoid of any vibration, or somewhat devoid, I shouldn't say totally. But here, there's no big building. It's just a beautiful garden overlooking this beautiful Sea of Galilee. And there's a little open-air pagoda, And we sang Swami's song, the Beatitudes. And I just want to read them because really they sum up the whole spiritual life, those simple, simple words of the Beatitudes. And it says in Matthew, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth, and he taught them, saying, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And I remember that day when we sang those words, and we stood there on the Mount of Beatitude, and then we went off one by one into this beautiful garden and we began to meditate alone. And then we heard this kind of undercurrent of noise, kind of like a whispering, and we didn't know what it was exactly. And then we looked around and there were little groups come from all over the world, spiritual groups with their spiritual teacher or priest or whatever it was, And they were saying, repeating these beautiful words of the Beatitudes, but in many different languages. Chinese, and Japanese, and Russian, and Korean, and Spanish, and French, and German, and Italian, and on and on, languages. We didn't even know what they were. But we could hear them as this great, divine melody being said. And we stopped and we thought, this probably happens every day of every year, that these words of the Beatitudes are being said in the language of the heart of people from all over the world. It never stops. This is the way that goes on and on. And the truth, that truth is the same as we talk about in India, Sanatan Dharma, the eternal truth the eternal Dharma. And Swami says so beautifully, even if this world were totally destroyed, if there was not a single soul left on this planet, Sanatana Dharma would still exist on the farthest reaches of this universe. Because it is what, it is the fabric from which all of this creation exists, the truth the underlying reality that's echoed in these words of Christ. But beyond them, beyond simplicity and humility and mercy and peace and love, it encapsulates all of them, but with power and wisdom and strength that's the bedrock of this creation. And Christ says, I am the way, and we follow his life He says, I am the truth. I am a part of every thought that moves in an upward stream towards God. And I am the life. What does this mean? I am the life. Because it's that consciousness that not only sustains us in this body. We know we're all gonna have to leave the body sooner or later, one way or another. But just as it says in the poem Samadhi, by deeper, longer, thirsty, guru-given meditation, I am so conscious that increasingly so, I have to say, because Jyotish and I have gone through a lot in these past months with health issues, there's been stress, there's been fatigue, there's been pain, there's been uncertainty, many things. But there's also been joy, and I knew where that joy came from. And there was the power to sit in meditation, no matter what my heart and mind were doing, and just say, God, I could not be doing this without you. And that life that flows through us, that sustains us, that keeps us on the path, no matter how many times we fall flat on our face, That life lifts us up and say, try again. You didn't get it right that time, but you'll get it right the next time. You'll do better next time. Come on, let's go. That's the life that sustains us. And if we want to meditate on the lives of these avatars, we need to be channels for that. We need to let that life, that light, that truth and joy and love, flow through us, and don't shrink from it. Don't say, oh, I made a mistake. How can I be that? How can I be good? How can I help another person? It has nothing to do with us. It's the I of who we really are. And nothing diminishes that. Nothing compromises that. And the more we own that and accept it in humility, in simplicity, invulnerability but still that eye moves forward and then we become channels of that and that really to become channels of the light and to merge in that light there's no other reason that we've come to earth but that and the more we can each day yes there are things to do there are places to go people to see all those things but that has nothing to do with it It's living in the spirit of Christ and always remembering thou and I, never apart. And I want to just close with, we got a very sweet Christmas card from Sumitra, and in it she copied a portion of a letter from Master. This was an excerpt from a letter written by Master, December 1951, so his last Christmas. And this is what he says. But let us remember that the greatest way in which we can pay homage to the Christ is not merely by gift-giving, but by emulating his spirit, giving gifts of friendship and love, understanding and help to those who need and want it, It is this Spirit of Christ which alone can dissolve all differences of men and bring about real unity and brotherhood under the one fatherhood of God. Let us each live in such a way that we can say we have added some fuel of friendship to the life-giving flame of universal understanding universal understanding, the Christ Consciousness, our own Higher Self. In this wonderful community in which we live, let us help each other and help the world to awaken just as the Christ child awakened on that day and changed hearts forever. Let us also awaken and be vehicles for passing on that light so that it never dies in this world of shadow, but the light shines always, and we know we are them.